0: الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يمحق الله الربا ويربي الصدقات وقال تعالى فمن عفا وأصلح فأجره على الله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نقصت مال وما زاد الله عبدا إلا عزّا وما تواضع أحد لله إلا رفعه الله عز وجل أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Most respected my kiram, brothers and sisters. In this dunya, Allah has made the system of means. We understand the physical means very, very clearly, easily, person is thirsty, he'll drink water, he'll get quenched. He's hungry, he will eat something, that food will satisfy his hunger, fire will burn. These are all means which we understand and which we take care about. If a person wants to get something done, he has to then take care of the means. If a person wants to stay safe from harm, then he has to stay safe from the means of harm. So these are things that all the time, the entire day, is practically revolving around such means. Taking and adopting means that will be of benefit to one, staying away from means that will be harmful to one. Just as there is this system of physical means, likewise there is a hidden system of means also. And that prevails over and above these means what we can see with our eyes, we can perceive, we can touch and feel. And that, if a person connects himself to that unseen system, and he connects himself directly to Allah Ta'ala's hidden treasures, then what a person can try and achieve maybe in a million years with the physical means, he'll achieve in much, in a fraction of the time. So the important aspect a mu'min has his iman in akhirat, his yaqeen and his conviction is in the unseen. This is a fundamental part of his iman. That he believes in the unseen, believes in akhirat, believes in the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, believes that Allah Ta'ala is the doer. So this is the message that is given to us in a very, very concise hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where our attention is being drawn to this hidden means that look if you want certain things then the way to achieve it is through these means it is beyond the system that we see in our day-to-day life there are many many things which have been described in the ahadith in the Quran Sharif as well and in the ahadith as being the direct means for various end results (coughs) for example in the Hadith Sharif the prescription is given that a person who wants barkat in his life and wealth. Man ahabba fi asari. The crux of this is the person who wants barkat in his life and wealth. So you should adopt a means for that. He wants that barkat, then there's a prescription for it. There's some means for it. So what's the means? The Hadith Sharif gives the prescription for Yasil Rahimah then he should maintain family relationship. That's a means. And this is the end result. This is the benefit that you will get. This is the hidden system. That outwardly there doesn't seem to be any relationship between these two things. But in the system that Allah Ta'ala has created, which our eyes can't see, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi is describing that system. Person maintains family relationship, Allah Ta'ala will grant him this end result. barkat in his life, barkat in his wealth. Likewise, a person wants to be saved from his rizq, being taken away, being deprived of rizq. So, Rasulullah gives us this situation as well. That, You want to have that rizq, you want to have the barqat in the rizq, you don't want to be deprived of it. You don't want to be deprived of the barqat in the rizq. Nabi says, sometimes a person is deprived of the rizq due to a sin that he has incurred. That risk was descending, but he got involved in some sin, as a result of which he got deprived of that risk. The hidden system, the eyes can't see the relationship, but the eyes of Rasulullah ﷺ, who saw with the eyes of wahi, the revelation that Allah Ta'ala revealed upon him. Through that eyes, what the hidden system of Allah Ta'ala is, he was seeing that system and he's explaining to us, this is the system. You want this benefit, this is the means. You want to stay away from this harm, then stay away from this means of sin. So likewise, in this very concise hadith sharif, there's three parts to this hadith sharif, very, very concise. There are three means and three end results mentioned. The first aspect that is mentioned is, ما نقصت صداقتم من مالي Rasulullah وسلم says to us, that sadaqa never decreases wealth. Now, outwardly giving is a means and the end result is it seems something has gone less. Because a person had a thousand rands and he gave a hundred so the eyes can see that the giving was a means of decreasing this wealth. But Nabi Islam is saying it doesn't decrease it. Rather what does it do? So The Quran Sharif Allah explains Yam riba wa yurbis sadaqat Two means explained and two end results. One is the means of interest. That the eyes can see this is a means of increasing wealth. Person had a thousand rands and he gave it to somebody as a loan. And then unfortunately sometimes he called that profit now. He says after one year you give me hundred rands profit. or After one month hundred rands profit. Changing the names is not going to change the reality. If the reality of it is interest, then we can call it by any other name. That interest will remain interest. The name of profit won't make it halal. And it will remain that means of disaster. The disaster that Allah Taala has described in the Quran Sharif, يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ Riba. Allah Ta'ala will uproot the riba, meaning forget the extra, even the capital will go with it. And Allah forbid if somebody doubts it, then he should, it's not something, any encouragement to do it, but people doubted this in the sense that, well, perhaps it applies to somebody else. And they decided to be reckless and continue with it they tasted the bitter fruit in this dunya already. Many, many examples. They tasted the bitter fruit in this dunya. Later when the person now is talking about what happened and how it happened and how this whole empire collapsed, he said, well, we started doing all these things also. Because now we have so much of excess now, but where do you invest it and what do you do? So we started giving it and calling it profits. And the day came and we saw how everything collapsed. Not that everybody that something happens, we attribute it to the same thing. We are talking about these specific situations. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala mentions this as one means, يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الربا, And the other, وَيُرُبِي الصَّدَقَاتُ Allah Ta'ala causes the sadaqah to grow. One is it will grow in the akhirat. In the hadith Sharif, it is mentioned the person may give one little piece of a date, not even a whole date, a piece of a date in sadaqah. with الْإِخْلَاسُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى Allah Ta'ala will grow it in the akhirat. When he gets there, there will be mountains of rewards for it. But this is not only credits. what is in the akhirat is reality, but Allah Taala's grace and mercy, Allah Ta'ala blesses that growth in this dunya already. And there are those who see it with their physical eyes, it's not necessary that it will always grow in numbers, but even that happens. Even that happens that many a times, there are a person who is an average person, not very very wealthy, very well off, but he mashallah has that hard to keep keep spending whatever he can, keep giving, keep helping others, whatever his extent is, whatever his capacity is. Perhaps he might not have seen the growth in numbers, but his progeny became far beyond others in terms of wealth also. But it's very clear it was the barakat of this forefather of theirs, the grandfather of theirs, the father of theirs, who mashallah had that jazbah and that enthusiasm to spend in the cause of deen, in righteous actions. This doesn't go in vain. It protects a person from calamities. It becomes a means of protection from a bad death. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam says, Sadaqa it extinguishes the wrath of Allah, the anger of Allah. Meaning a person gets saved from azab. The end result of anger. Allah is not one of emotions. But that azab of Allah that could have come upon him. Sadaqah becomes the protection from it, and therefore a person should have that habit of giving sadaqah daily, even if it's just a little bit, one rand, some amount. But sadaqah daily should become a part of a mu'min's life. Somebody can afford ten cents daily, gives ten cents, but for Allah Ta'ala alone. So the sadaqah extinguishes the anger of Allah, Ta'ala, meaning it protects him from azab, from wrath, from calamities, from hardships and at the time of death which is a very critical moment this protects a person from a bad death bad death is a death without iman a death Allah forbid on kufr a death in a place of sin in a condition of sin sadaqah protects a person from this so this was the first aspect first means and its end results a person wants this good wants this barqat wants this growth not just for the sake of amassing dunya, but if it comes in a halal way with barakat, that will be a means of good for him, and inshallah he will become a means. It will become a means of earning his akhirat. So this is the first prescription the sultullah gave. This is a hidden system. Ma min mali. The second aspect Rasulullah sultullah mentions mentioned is That a person who forgives. Allah Ta'ala increases his honor and respect. Outwardly these two things don't seem to link up. A person forgiving seems to be now the person who just now accepted defeat, who became the downtrodden one. He just had to just forgive and forget and carry on like nothing happened. And the person who was the oppressor seems to have now been victorious. So He seems to be one up. But Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam whose eyes saw beyond this physical system, whose eyes were seeing the unseen system. He is saying to us that Mazadullahu Abdan bi afwin illa izza. A person who adopts this afw and forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala will increase his izzat. Akhirat is a reality. That will happen. Even in Dunya Allah will increase his izzat. Imam Abu Hanifa a very great personality, millions of people following the jurisprudence that he compiled and so, qiyamah the sadqah will continue for him but these people didn't become these great personalities just by some academic knowledge alone there were all these qualities in them and among those qualities was this aspect of forgiveness one person came to him in a gathering that he was sitting in with his students and great jurists of the time and this person comes and he slaps him in the midst of that gathering Imam Ahlifa, alhamdulillah, looks at him very calmly and he says to him that, look, you slapped me. If I slap you back, I'm entitled to it. You've harmed me. I'm entitled to harm you to equal extent. Not one, but more. To equal extent. That's my right. But I won't do that. If I want, I can lay a complaint with the qazi and he will take revenge on my behalf. I can do that also if I want. I'm entitled to it. You have harmed me. You have oppressed me. But I won't do that. If I want, like, I can leave it for the day of Qiyamah. On the day of Qiyamah, whatever a person has oppressed somebody in dunya, he's going to pay for it. If he didn't sort it out in dunya, he's going to have to be sorted out on the day of Qiyamah. And on that day, there's no rands and cents. On that day, the currency of the Akhirat is A'mal, good deeds. The person who he has, somebody has usurped somebody's wealth, hurt somebody, swore at somebody. These things just become part of normal life for many a person that to swear at anybody and think nothing about it, to abuse someone, hurt somebody unduly, all these things and think nothing about it, just carry on with life like nothing happened. But it's not nothing happened, a lot has happened. And Allah forbid if it's not sorted out in dunya, amends are not made, forgiveness is not sought, then on the day of qiyamah, a person will pay dearly with his amal. All the great actions that he did, his salah, his fasting, his zakat, his hajj, the charity that he gave, all the good work he did, whatever the efforts he made, all this would get dished out to those who he abused, he harmed, to those who he was vulgar with and he think thought nothing about it. It might have been his employee, it might have been some person on the road, might be somebody maybe just by mistake did something, crossed in front of him with his car and he just raged off. And thought nothing about it. All this well this is life. No no it's not life. Some people say, Well, this is industrial language. No, it's not industrial language. It is something haram language. Giving it some different name won't change the reality. So, on the day of Qiyamah, he's going to pay back with all this. So, now in any case, Imam al said to him, if I want, I can leave it for that day, on the day of Qiyamah. And on that day, I will take your good deeds in return. But he says, I won't do that also. Allah Ta'ala grant me Jannat, and give me the tawfiq of interceding on behalf of anybody. I will intercede on your behalf and take you to Jannah. Now, he left this dunya ages ago, centuries ago, but we are being inspired by this incident today, by what? And we are talking about it with such respect and awe for the personality. What gave him that respect? On this particular occasion, what's giving him that respect? Apart from all the other things, this aspect of forgiveness. So they practice on these unseen means. Nabi Islam is giving us this prescription. Whether our eyes can see it or not, and whether we understand the relationship between these things or not, our yaqeen and conviction is in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu That the mountains can move, we can believe that. But the words of Rasulullah sallallahu being wrong, that we can't believe, that's impossible. So this afw and this forgiveness, and this is what Allah Ta'ala gives us repeatedly in the Qur'an Sharif. Hold on, Hold fast onto forgiveness. فَمَنْ عَفَا فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ The one who forgives and who make him, makes amends, who sought out things, his reward is with Allah alone. That reward is not only credit for the akhirat. It comes in dunya as well. It comes in various ways. It won't always be very, very glaring that this came as a result of that. But that barakat that comes, that peace that comes in a person's life, that tranquility that comes, that protection from various calamities and hardships that come, the progress that happens in a person's deen, all this is as a, as a result often of the barakat of these aspects that a person adopts. It's not always that it must be monetary, that it must be material. It comes in a greater way. It comes in a way of progress in deen. It comes in a way of progress in the deen of one's children. It comes in the means of progress of the obedience of one's family and children. So The second aspect, Rasulullah also mentions, وَمَا زَادَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا illa إِلَّا عزة. And the third thing, وَمَا تَوَادَعَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا رَفَعَهُ اللَّهُ azza وَجَلُ The person who humbles himself for Allah. He humbles himself but for Allah alone. Not for him to be recognized as a humble person. Not in order to be gaining some kind of favor from somebody else who might see that this is a humble person, may like do something for him. No, no, he's doing it only for Allah. وَمَا أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ رَفَعَهُ اللَّهُ Allah will elevate him. Allah will elevate him in dunya and akhirat. Outwardly again, there's an issue, there's something, whatever. And now to humble oneself and say, okay, fine, my fault, doesn't matter. Forgive me. So now he has to humble himself. Whatever other issue it might be, whatever other situation might call for that humility. So now he's not trying to be high and mighty. Doesn't matter. Let, let me, let, let it be. Such a person outwardly has become the lower person. But that is what the eyes can see. But what the unseen system says, what Rasulullah has described to us, ahadun illa Allah Ta'ala elevates him. There are many, many issues sometimes that come up, but if a person adopts this tawazu, this humility, a very great personality as a hadith, says numerous issues and problems in families within the four walls of the home within fam- family, extended families, within communities, and within another, If there are two ingredients, there is no problem that is difficult to solve. And the true ing- two ingredients, one is Tawazu, that if a person truly adopts humility, all parties adopt humility, and the other is Ithar. Ithar, one is generosity, a person has enough for himself, then now he's sharing what he has the excess with others also. He has that heart to be caring and sharing, and Isar is one beyond that, that he suppresses his own needs, his own requirements to fulfill the need of the next person. The various incidents in the Ahadith, the person with the goat head, we you know these incidents, the person on the battlefield, the water is being presented to him, he's thirsty, but he's giving it to the next person, Isar. Person who has these very great qualities of Tawazu and Isar, then there's no di- problem, no problem that is difficult to resolve. Problems come up. Insan is insan. We are all human. We all make mistakes. But if the person has tawazu and itar, there is no problem difficult to solve. It will get solved very, very easily. But if tawazu and itar is missing, then the smallest problem can become most complicated. And a small matter will become so complicated that years will pass, generations will go past, but that matter won't get solved. So these are the very, very simple advices, but very deep. Very easy to understand, but very deep. All we need is the yaqeen and the conviction in the unseen system that Rasulullah has described to us. And the summary of it again: Ma naqasat sadaqatun min ma'lin. Sadaqah never decreases wealth, rather, it becomes a means of increasing the wealth. Ma zadallahu abdan bi afin illa izza. That a person who forgives, that forgiveness takes him higher in the ladder of respect. There won't be any kind of disrespect. And people respect such a person from their heart. It's not just a pretense of respect. person who is high and mighty tries to show his arrogance and pride and stamp his authority everywhere. Out of fear, people might pretend to respect him. Just to stay safe from his problem. But now if I just cross the line of this person, I'll catch it. So now the employer, whoever it might be, because he's such a hard person, I'd rather now just be safe and just pretend to respect him. That respect is purchased respect. But as soon as that need is not there of the person, then he'll show it the reality, what kind of respect he had for him. Then, when the time has come for him to part away, then he'll tell him the whole, his whole reality, he'll tell him. So that was just a show of respect, just to try and just stay out, safe from the person's harm and from his mischief. That is a very dangerous thing. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah Wasallam says, that inna min أَشَرِّ nas. That among the worst people, is such a person who people, they just, they stay good with him to stay safe from his harm. The people just respect him, they honor him only to stay safe from his harm. That's the only reason they are honoring him, respecting him. It means that he's such a lowly person, such a despicable character, that now in order to just stay from his, you gotta know, just walk around him on eggshells, just be very, very calm and just show like you are very respecting him. Nabi Islasan says such a person is among the worst people. Nabi Slaw's own character, sahla al Khuluk, Laiin al janib very easy going, very great akhlaq, and very, very easy, very soft natured and not a hard person in any way. Any person wanted something, any person as long as it was within the limits of Deen, he very easily gave in, was always compassionate, always kind, always loving, always caring. Nabee Slawsam is saying this is the way that we this is the prescription. The person who adopts this afru and forgiveness, Allah increases his izzat. And the person who adopts tawazu and humility, only for Allah, ta'ala. lillah. rafaa Allah will debate him, Allah will give us the tawfiq.